welcome to season two. That's season two, you heard that right. Uh, the Three Northern Boys podcast. This is episode one. Uh, there's only two of us tonight, me and uh, Robert. Hello, Robert, how are you? Good evening, Rich. I'm doing good. How's yourself? Yeah, good. Enjoying the sunny weather. Uh, it's been really nice. Uh, hope it continues for a, a few more weeks. Well, until the winter time comes anyway, that would be nice. Fingers crossed. I'm hoping it stays nice while I'm uh, off at the moment on my sabbatical, yeah. as they say. Yeah, Anthony is sadly not here with us tonight because of his uh, birthday. Yep. It's today, so we'll say, give a shout out to him. Happy birthday, you old bugger. Happy birthday, Anthony. Uh, hope you have a good one and in, and you're enjoying yourself. And yeah, we'll speak to you hopefully on on the show soon. Yeah, it's eighty third birthday today. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, he's looking good. He's looking good for it. To be fair, yeah, he looks good for his age. He does. He does. Definitely does. It's good genes that I think. Yeah, I think it is, isn't it? Or he's mm. getting good sleep. Maybe that's what it is. He's it? got two kids, Rich. As you know all too well with two children, you don't get good sleep. Yeah, well, you do after a certain age, but um, that's generally after about the fourth or fifth year. So if if there's people out there that are going to have children soon that are listening to this, uh, there you go. You only start sleeping well after about the age of five. Well, so, I think one of Andy's young, his, his youngest is two, isn't he? I think. Yeah. Or is he three? So he's still got a few more years. Not sure. Go. He might be a bit older. <laughs> not sure. It might be three, I can't okay. remember. Anyway. This first episode of season two, Robert, yeah. is going to be a little bit different. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start off with uh, a bit of a get to know you. Well, not know you personally, but get to, get to know you about your interests of sports. Okay. So this interest is actually about the NBA. All right. It's uh, about... Uh, I'm going to give you some questions and you're just going to explain to the listeners out there uh, why you personally enjoy the NBA and so on and so on. So yeah. anyway, the first question I've got for you. Okay. Uh, what was your first experience of basketball? What, what was the first thing that you can remember of basketball? Oof. It'll be... Well, that's a good one. It was probably um, the Olympics, actually, when it was the dream team in... I think it was Barcelona Olympics in 92 um, when it was the USA team that had like Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, uh, Carmel, I think Carl Malone was in it, I'm not sure. But I think Larry Bird, that was the first time I really saw basketball it was in the Olympics and I thought, wow, what's this? This is pretty cool and these players seem like, amazing. And it kind of went from there. I kind of followed it from that US Olympics team and kind of worked kind of looked into it more and got more into it and started following it from there, really. It was just the skills of the USA team, how good they were. And I kind of was like, oh, these, these are really good and I love this sport now and kind of got into it from that. Cool. That's a good... Uh, I never knew that, actually. Yeah. Considering we were brothers, if nobody knows that. And it's a new experience, new thing for me to find out, which is quite interesting. Yeah, right. I um, thought you might know Obviously, that. getting into the NBA as you did after watching the Olympics, mm. or the dream team in the Olympics, mm-hmm. um, you ended up supporting the Chicago Bulls. But what was the reason for you supporting the Chicago Bulls? In theory, Rich, that is incorrect. I didn't support the yep. Chicago Bulls. To I supported the Seattle Supersonics. 
that was that was it. I always had a thing about Seattle sport for some reason. I think that comes from the Seahawks when I started following the NFL. But that's so I kind of always divert to the Seattle teams to begin with. So I love the the green and yellow of the kit, the logo, and they had players like Sean Kemp and Gary Payton at the time, and I kind of followed them along with the Bulls, obviously because of Michael Jordan. But yeah, the Seattle SuperSonics were my team back in the in the nineties. Um, yeah. And then yeah, that that's who the team I kind of followed to begin with, just because of Sean Kemp, because of his dunks and his uh, above the rim playing Gary Payton for his stealing defense and passing ability. But I always followed the Bulls as well because of Jordan and Pippen and Dennis Rodman and the guys like that. So yeah, but I was always a Sonics fan before I was a Bulls fan. Is there a possibility that a new team could be coming to Seattle again? I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so because they've got a new arena they're opening soon, the the Climate Pledge Arena, and they've just got a new ice hockey team who've, who've uh, a new expansion team called the Seattle Kraken who are going to be playing in that new arena with the theme of the women's basketball team, the Storm, who have won the WNBA title four times. So... I'm hoping, yeah. Fingers crossed, we get a they get a team back. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping and against hope that it happens. Yeah. Uh, over the time that you've been watching the NBA, who has been your favourite players to watch? Oof. If we take out Michael Jordan, because everybody likes Michael Jordan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If we take Michael Jordan out of that. Do I go by era or do I go by? Do I go by the 90s players and then work my way Just up? doesn't matter. The players that you've watched currently up to the time you started watching, who was your... I think for me... been the most favourite players for you? For me, it would be... Um, back in the day, it was Sean Kemp, Gary Payton. Um, I did like a bit of Charles Barkley because he was a bit of a brash guy, but he could play. Uh, John Stockton, Carl Malone were great players who I respected, I admired them. Clyde Drexler was good um, back in the day. He was a great player as well. Um, I, I, like, I used to like Dominique Wilkins from the Atlanta Hawks. Um, uh, Kobe Bryant, obviously, was phenomenal. I always liked Shaq as well. Shaq was another guy. I really, I really enjoyed watching him play. Kobe, definitely. Um, I weirdly liked... Uh, I think it was... I'm trying to think of the guy's name. It was Jason Williams from the Sacramento Kings, this point guard. He was great. He was never a well-heralded player, but I always liked the way he played and the skill, passing ability, and he was a great player, Jason Williams as well. That's a bit more left field. A current day, I love um, Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns, I think. A phenomenal player. LeBron James, I know... Some people don't like him, but I've always liked him as a player. And uh, as he's gone through the ranks, he's just class above. I always thought he was a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. Um, and as Giannis at the moment, obviously after winning the title, can't shoot three for us to save his life, but neither can Shaq. So, but he can take over games, dominate games, which was shown in the finals this year. So yeah, guys like that, I think for me. James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, those type of players. So yeah, I've got. You, like, you got a big affection for centers. I like centers and I like power forwards. 
just the big the the guys who could dunk a ball, who could dominate them in the paint. I always preferred the centers and the power forwards, but I do like the point guards as well, who could distribute the ball, dominate, pass, shoot threes. So those kind of plays for me. I was always I was always a center and a power forward the guy, probably because I just like the way they could dunk a ball and the presence in the paint. So that yeah. was more my kind of kind of player. Well, uh, we'll give a big up to Milwaukee Bucks as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if Suns had won it, or you know, it ultimately came down to the Bucks winning it, whoever had won it, I think we would have deserved to win it because uh, oh, yeah. the overall uh, final was very, very good. Uh, how did, what was your take of it? Very, very, very close first four or five games, but I think for me. I thought the Suns were running away with it, two up, two up. thought if they can sneak a win in Milwaukee, they're going to win it. But once he got to Milwaukee, Giannis seemed to take over. And Middleton and Drew Holiday, and for some reason the Suns couldn't cope with it. Booker was still getting his points. He was getting 40 points a game. Yeah. But I think Ayton seemed to go missing a bit in those final few games. And Chris Paul wasn't as dominant as he was in game one and two. Um, but yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks. Once they, I think once they won those three in a row and won that game in Phoenix, you could only really see one winner. They had the role, the momentum, and they seemed to just take take over after game, especially after game five. I couldn't see them losing it after that game five. Yeah. I um, I think from Sun's perspective, uh. They, I actually thought they played really well in the last two games too, but I just think it's that Milwaukee was just better. Mm. There wasn't very much between them. Uh, even in the final game, there was points in the first half where the Suns looked fairly good mm. and looked quite comfortable. And it didn't look to me as though the Bucks were going to turn it to uh, the, the championship win that they ultimately did. But... I think that's how close the two teams were, very even. And, yeah. uh, it was really good to watch. I think if if maybe Nets had got there, then it, it might not have been the same kind of entertainment we would have got uh, from these two teams, which was nice. Very closely matched, uh, weren't they? Very closely matched. Yeah. Both, I think Phoenix have got the younger team. They've got, like, obviously Booker and Aiton, who aren't too old. I think they're, they're going to build, I think, Chris Paul kind of held them together and had that veteran presence that helped that helped them a lot. But if Phoenix can keep a core of the side they had this year, they've there's no reason why they can't go to the finals again. It's going to be tough for him, but you know, I wouldn't surprise me if they got there again on the west side. Well, they got a very good, very good coach, uh, and he's very intelligent, but he's also very well mannered. Very well tempered as well. Mm. I think he's very, very good at judging the situation, and he doesn't get carried away. And I think that can help the younger players over the next few years because he was very respectful to uh, Milwaukee after the game and said yeah. he very well deserved, and they were a very good team. So, mm. you know, when you see coaches doing that, I think that tend generally that that thing generally tends to help the the team in the long term. And I think. A player like Booker and Aiton, especially those two, mm. will benefit a lot from him. It's Monty, is it Monty Davis? Is called. 
Yeah, I think something like that. Monty Williams or Monty Davis. Again, with very lovely yeah. names. But yeah. uh, anyway, it's very, uh, very uh, from other videos I saw on Instagram and on social media networks. Anyway, that, uh, yeah, very, very uh, down to earth, very grounded, uh, sensible man. Mm. Anyway, um, I was going to. I was going to do a quiz with you as well about yeah basketball knowledge, but because I thought you were a Chicago Bulls fan, I got a Chicago Bulls quiz. I could try. Yeah. Very fancy of Vinny because he's obviously he, a Bulls. I am a Bulls fan now yeah. because Seattle don't have a team, so you know I've been a Bulls fan yeah. ever since Seattle lost lost the franchise to Oklahoma City. So I couldn't move to Oklahoma City; it wouldn't have been right. So no. I've been a Bulls fan since then. So yeah, I might struggle, but I could give it a go if you want. Yeah, well, you got a good NBA knowledge, so uh, we'll try. Don't think you'll struggle as much as you think. We'll try. Okay, here we go then. Question one: When Derrick Rose is introduced at home games for the starting lineup, the announcer says he is from where? His hometown, Chicago. I don't. I guess. Correct. Yeah, that's yeah. right. All other players were introduced as from the college or university that they attended. That's Derek usually the Rose way they do it, yeah. The only player that was introduced from the city is from. Right. That's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, what was the Bulls' record nine games into the season? This season? Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh yeah, uh, no, this is from 2004, 2005. <laughs> uh, I'll guess... I'll just get... 2005. So it'll, be, it'll be something to something. Or 405. Well, they wouldn't have Jordan. Did they have Derek Rose? No, 405. I'm not sure whether they did. It's a tough one, that. Uh, I'll go... I'll just go... It's a record as well. Record, right. Nine no nine nine games. I'll go eight and yeah. one or something. It was zero nine. Really? All right. Yeah. The Bulls started the conference season zero nine and managed to make the playoffs. Wow. As the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. Good lord. See, I don't know that one. I I was the, I was tempering whether it'd be positive or negative. I was like, did they start bad or not? I just couldn't remember. Yeah. Well, I think everything since uh, Michael John left up to Derrick Rose probably wasn't particularly positive. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Once that team disbanded in 99, or whenever they won the last title, I think it was 99, or it might have been 98, they kind of went downhill, didn't they? Which is going to happen, I suppose. What school did Ben Wallace attend? Ben Wallace? Yeah. Is this high, is this high school? You can... You can uh, is this high school or college? Uh, just a school. So, um, I'm going to go for Georgetown. He went to Virginia Union. Oh. Ben Wallace was an all-star from 2003 to 2006, despite going undrafted. All right, okay. Number four, this one's a bit more our era in terms of like what we know them. Mm. Michael Jordan was taken third in the 1984 draft. Which two players were chosen ahead of him in in oh. order? Oh my Good God. Good Lord. 84. And the two, one of the players I know, but the other one I don't know who it is. 
There's somebody where they picked him number one and he did nothing in his career as a man. No, the first one wasn't. The first one was very well known. It's not Possibly. somebody like Clyde Drexler, was it? Or somebody like that. You just pick two then. Who, who you think I'd then? say Clyde Drexler and... Um, Oh god! Uh, trying to think who'd be around around then? Who'd be a rookie? Nineteen eighty four. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Manute Ball. I don't know. I'm guessing. Uh, the first two were Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh right, yeah. And the second one was Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie, yeah. Now, now it rings a bell, yeah, yeah. Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay. Mm, Question okay. number five: How many All Stars did the Bulls have for the ninety one ninety two season? All Stars, I'll go. Um, I say, I say four. Okay. Yeah. It's two. Okay, okay. I give you if you can answer who the two you think. I'm assuming it's going to be season. Jordan and Pippen. Yeah, that's correct. I thought he might have had a few extra ones, like Kukoc or something. Well, he's probably a bit later, actually. It was a bit later, yeah. Or maybe Horace Grant. Who did, yeah. Who did the Bulls beat for the for their first win of the season in 2002-2003? And i give um, you a clue. Go on. Oh, the Boston Celtics. Yes, great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll do one more then. It's wow. quite difficult. I don't know if Anthony uh, gets some of these. Who succeeded Phil Jackson as head of coach of the Bulls? Oh, God. Phil Jackson? Hmm. Oh. I don't know. Really no, I was going to say Pat Riley, but I don't think it was him. Um, I don't think it was Tom... Thibodeau. I don't think it was him. You got it right with the T. Hmm. No, I don't know. I don't know that one. Uh, Tim Floyd. No. Didn't have a Scoobies. He was apparently he was reluctant to coach the Bulls and be known as the man who forced Jordan to retire. Right. Well, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Right. That's enough for the NBA, even though it's very interesting to talk about. It was good, but... Uh, we have... yeah. yeah, go on. Tough. Yeah. Uh, getting on to football, which is usually our main focal point. There's probably right. a lot of listeners out there thinking when we go to talk about Liverpool uh, and other stuff, which we'll get on to now. Right, OK. So, uh, pre-season started for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really like to talk about pre-season friendlies because I don't think they'll really tell you anything about the way the team's progressing no. or how players are doing, to be honest. The only time it counts is when the kickoff starts in, in August. A, exactly. I think it's I, the 14th. I agree. Well, nothing matters till the Norwich game away, does it? That's Yeah, exactly. So, Man, Man United lost today. Yeah, I know. I've seen that. So, you know, everybody will probably be laughing about that, but it doesn't mean anything. It's not a, it's not a serious game, is it? No, exactly. They probably even didn't play a lot of first teamers in their side today, anyway, I would imagine. Well, I think Jesse so, Lingard was playing, he scored, but don't know who else. Yeah. But he's not a first teamer, is he? So, technically. So, anyway, 
Uh, obviously, Liverpool went out and signed uh, Ibrahim Kinati in uh, March. Mm. So it was quite an early transfer. March, was it not really? It was only announced. Yeah. Oh, okay. We agreed in March and was announced in July. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, since then, it's gone very quiet. And I would imagine there's probably a lot of Liverpool fans out there on social media or other areas that are becoming slightly frustrated. Yes, um, one or two. What's your What's your take on the situation as it stands right now on the 24th of July? I think it's a it's an awkward one. They're looking at shipping out players to ballot to get some money in before they spend any more. I think they're looking to balance the books. Plus, I think they've got a lot of players who're gonna sign new contracts. So I think they're looking at tying down the main players who have to long deals like Alisson, Van Dijk, Salah, Mane. Maybe Robertson, maybe Trent, hopefully Henderson. Even though there's furore about that, but we'll we'll park that bus because I don't think it's as big an issue as everybody's making out at the moment. But yeah. I just get the feeling they'll sign two players, but we there'll be um, a midfielder at some point. Don't know who it's going to be. I'm got a clue. I've got I've heard rumblings of so many different players. I just don't believe any of it. Because you'd go crazy looking at transfer rumours every day of the week on social media. Yeah. So I just go, whatever. I think we'll sign a midfielder and a, an attacker. That's my gut. We've got another month and a half. I think he's looking to get rid of players out the door. So we'll have a bit of cash to spend on a couple of new signings. Do you really think it would be the he has to get rid of players to bring in more players? Or do you reckon it's just the case that uh, he needs players to leave just because it's better for the development to find a new club and also for the for the squad as well that um, there's not too many players and not overrun with too many players in the squad for next season. I think Klopp wants to prune his squad so he's got less players, less players around because he only likes small squads, doesn't he, Klopp? And I think he's got a core of. 20 players that he likes and a lot of these guys who they sold didn't play for us last year did they you've got Awaniwi who didn't never played for us got a work permit and he's gone you've got um, Gruwich on loan last year they've decided he's not going to work so they've sold him Harry Wilson looks like he's going obviously he was on loan Every year, basically, he hardly played for us. So there's another one. Um, Origi may well leave. He didn't play many games last year. When, even when we had injuries and stuff, he didn't seem to play much. And then Shakiri played the odd game, but he didn't play many games. And I feel like he's getting rid of them so he can bring a few younger kids up right in and around the squad and he's not going to worry about high wages with those guys. And then he'll he's happy enough with the squad as it is. He just maybe wants a couple of additions to bolster the midfield and the attack. Because yeah. obviously the defence now is pretty much sorted. So I think that's what it is. I think they're just trying to get players off the wage bill, bring the wage bill down, and then they can use that extra money to sign players to new contracts and they've got that extra cash to go out and buy 
just two players and without weakening the squad a lot because they've only been getting rid of and weak and selling players who didn't play for us at all last year anyway. So, yeah, I think that's the thing that um, Liverpool over the last um, what would I say two years possibly maybe a little less have struggled to get rid of players and I mm. think it's always been the case that they wanted to get rid of not get rid of them but move them on so they can have a better career. Yeah. Uh, instead of being stuck with us, which I think is a really good thing. Um, but going on to transfer rumours, as you were just mentioning, yeah, go on. I don't know where you've read about the link that came out today about Liverpool apparently bidding €100 million Euros for Frederico Chiesa from Juventus. Yeah, I saw that. And I, I basically went, what a load of rubbish. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry, Liverpool fans, but we, there's no way we'll spend 86 million quid or 100 million euros, whatever it may be, on Chiesa. He's a great player, don't get me wrong, but there's no way Liverpool's going to spend that kind of money on a backup attacker, in theory, isn't he, in essence? Because he's not. he plays a similar position to... OK, think about it this way, right? He's only... He's only 20... Uh, what is his age? 23. Mm. Uh, and he scored 14 times in all competitions for Juventus last season, which isn't bad. It's not bad so for Italy, yeah. yeah. Wide player, isn't he? Yeah. Um, obviously, his age, taking his age into account, £85.6 million pounds it would be if we are going to look at it from that sense. Liverpool have gone out and done stuff like that before mm. on players when they've been certain. Um, now, I don't personally believe it could happen, but it's not um, It's not unrealistic. No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I just don't think that's... Liverpool would spend, <clears throat> excuse me, that kind of money on a guy like Chiesa, who's a phenomenal player. He's had a good Euros. I just couldn't see it. I just don't see it, us spending that kind of money. When they could go out and buy, say, a Traore from Wolves for half the price. Obviously, he's not as good, but that's more of a Liverpool signing for me, when you can get Traore for cheap, something like that. I think... Uh, or cheaper. Uh, yeah, it depends on the... Obviously, it's a very high sum, but then, you know... <laughs> Does the person himself fit into the way Liverpool play? And that's that's an odd one for me because I don't really know. I think he is would, if I'm honest, because he's 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 got um a lot about him. He's a he, he's a good attacker. He cuts in, and he's got a lot of work rate about him. So maybe he would work. I don't. You know, he's that he's more of a Liverpool player than a few others, and um, but I just couldn't see us spending that kind of money on a player like Chiesa. Because we've never really spent big bucks on Italian players, have we? I think Aquilani no. was the last one and he didn't really pay off. So it's rare that we look for Italians. I know Klopp's signed him, signing Immobile for Dortmund, didn't he? Not that long ago when he was at Dortmund. And he didn't really light the world on fire that I can remember. So I don't know. It's difficult. I think Italian players find it hard in... Uh, in the English league, which is a much more uh, physically demand well, not physically demanding, but uh, faster, faster football, and I think that's what we struggle with. But 
when I look at Chiesa, I think he actually is a player that isn't isn't a, a typical Italian footballer mm. in the sense that you know he's he's very good on the ball, he's mm. a very intelligent player, but he's got he looks like he's got more of a pace, a quicker mm. tempo to his football than what other previous Italian football stars were renowned for. I'm but um, it'd be an interesting one to watch out for. I think it could be like you it's just been plucked out of the sky maybe that his agent wants wants him to get an improved contract just yeah. because of the way he was in the Euros. Yeah. I think he was on loan at, uh, from uh, Juventus anyway, isn't he? He was at loan from them from somewhere else. Was it Fiorentina or something like that? Yeah, possibly. I don't think he actually was yeah. the permanent transfer so far, but I assume Juventus will sign him to a permanent deal coming up. But Liverpool's name gets mentioned with so many different players all the time. It's just like, you just don't know what's true and what's not. Yeah, I mean, uh, you see rumours being made everywhere and it's because I think Liverpool is so tight when it comes to transfers that it's like you just got to blurt something out. They don't tell anybody. I just, uh, yeah. I think they don't tell anybody and they tell all the local journalists saying, oh, we're not interested in, we're not interested in this guy to keep the price down. Mm. And like last season with Thiago, they said, oh, we're not interested in Thiago and then all of a sudden we signed Thiago. So it's it's all smoke and mirrors, isn't it? The local press yeah, haven't I mean, got a clue because the club doesn't say a thing anymore. Doesn't say a word. I know this Canate mm. thing's been there for a while. But I just, I think we're very tight-lipped and I don't think you'll see us sign any players till after this tour of Austria. Yeah, it's, um, it's difficult to say, isn't it? You know, all of a sudden, like, with, did, it did with Diego, Diogo Jota, sorry, that all of a sudden it came up mm. after, after getting uh, in uh, Thiago. So I think I like it that way more personally, that yeah. they surprise us instead of us. Uh, really knowing who's going to come in and that can make it slightly more boring but there is reports about Saul what did you think of that one uh, if that was yeah I can't see that happening either he'll want an astronomical wage to come to Liverpool and uh, I don't think we'd be willing to pay that for him because I think if we sign Saul for 250-300 grand a week then more Salah and everybody else will be like if he's on this when my new contract comes in, I want to be on the same. And I just well, can't see Well, it's not a case that it could be that kind of wage they're talking about because his wage at Atletico Madrid isn't that high. I don't know. I thought it was a bit... He was one of the higher earners at Atletico. Well, I don't think so. Anyway, he's been... He was not shunted out of the team, but he wasn't, uh, it wasn't a regular starter for uh, Atletico Madrid last season, which right. is surprising, really, for the type yeah. of player that he yeah. is. Um, but yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. I think uh, it would be nice if they could get a forward in and a central midfielder, maybe possibly another forward if they can move one or two other players on. Mm. Uh, and I know they've been rumoured to be interested in uh, the forward from uh, Fiorentina as well. Right. Was it Vlaovic? Yeah, I think Vla- so. I've heard Vlaovic. that name banded about, yeah. Uh, six foot four, six foot three, very good on the ball. Right. Uh, 
are very quick as well. Scored 21 goals. I might be wrong on that. Somebody, if they correct me on it, hopefully they do. But I think it was roughly around 21 goals in Serie A right. for, for them last season. So uh, he looks a very good player. Right. Uh, but again, another player come from Italy, you just never know what, yeah. what could actually happen. I suppose with a guy yeah. like him, he's a different option and he's tall. Um, something different and we've got to look at starting to replace Bobby Firmino don't we because he's not going to be there forever yeah yeah I think that's the thing that we, we need to be a bit wary of but the stars will uh, start to lose their light mm. from their from the aura as we should say I suppose but mm. that comes over time players seem to be able to play at a high level for a longer period now so well, yeah, it true. might not be as vital yeah. as we think True. But yeah, I still think that Liverpool need players to come in to compete with um, the forwards we have there now and uh, the midfielders too. Yeah, just uh, freshening just, uh, it up, isn't it? To a new season when we're struggling with injuries again. Yeah. Freshening it up, isn't it? As well, it's having that good options. It's all about options, isn't it, in the squad? And I don't think we've got enough options midfield and attack, especially when you've got. I think Origi, Minamino and Shakiri are not really up to it for for replacement attackers. And I'd just rather get shot of them three and bring in a couple. So you've got that better backup, better quality backup, which is what we need. But it's going to be an interesting few weeks. I still think well, there'll be a few plays come in, but not sure who it'll be, but there'll be one or two. Definitely, I still think. Yes, very, very difficult to see. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, moving on to just Premier League teams then. Mm. Uh, apparently, Jack, Jack Grealish has uh, agreed personal terms with Manchester City. That's right. what's being written at the moment. Right. Uh, looks set to leave his boyhood club. Um, and there are a lot of places to report in their total worth of £100 million, which is absolutely bonkers. He's, again, he's a good player, but my Aston Villa will be looking at and thinking, yeah, we've hit the jackpot with that one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's another one. Will it happen? Will it not? Suppose the Guardiola was crying foul that he had no money to buy a striker. And then there's all this stuff about Harry Kane, and I'm like, <laughs> well, he's a, as I, like I've said before, he's a checkbook manager, Guardiola. I think it's a bit, I think it's a bit unfair to say he's a checkbook manager because all managers use money to get in place, don't they? True, but <laughs> he spent an absolute fortune to sign fullbacks and defenders. Yeah. And that's you know what I mean. He's he's never built a team up, has he? He's always been somewhere where he's had money. Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Manchester City. He's never he's never had a limited budget. He's always been able to go out and get who he wants. Mm. And uh, not had to worry about balancing books and things. So I always think Klopp's a better manager because of that, the teams he's been with. It's difficult to say, isn't it? You've got two, two managers that are very different personalities mm. because they're different people. Mm. So, you know, Jurgen Klopp grew up in, in a position where he was manager at football clubs that were in lower divisions at the start and then build them up so he already has that experience of being in that position so he's comfortable whereas you get a manager like Guardiola that knew how Barcelona worked because he played there with them he'd been with the youth team so he could see the players Mm. that were coming Mm. up and then obviously got 
got a slice of luck going to Bayern Munich and then got another slice of luck going to Manchester City where they were in a position where they have a lot of money. Obviously, it's difficult to say how Guardiola would do with a, a, another team out of that uh, out, out of that position. But, um, yeah, everybody's got their own opinion on it. I, yeah. I personally don't mind. If they want to go out and spend £100 million on Grealish, then fair enough, they can do it. Um, yeah. But it doesn't guarantee that they're going to win the league again next Oh, no, no. It no. means they've got an, another good player on the in the squad. But... Well, t- to me though, if you know, they sign him, that's surely telling for somebody like Sterling or Jesus who'll end up going out the door. You'd assume, wouldn't you? They're not going to want to play second fiddle to Grealish or or a Kane if that comes off. Yeah, I think it also takes time for a player to integrate into a new football club, and I think we take that we don't consider that as well. You know, he's going mm. from. If he goes, he's going from Aston Villa, where he's known for all his life, to uh, another part of the country. Not yeah. that far away, but it's still different. Yeah. Uh, and a uh, whole new philosophy with Manchester City, where the demand is far, far higher than yeah. Aston Villa. No disrespect to them. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's going to take time to be able to get used to that. So, you know, if people are expecting uh, him to be a, a, a starter and a to produce fireworks straight from the off, then I think I think they'll be slightly surprised by by the by the uh, what, what was the word by by his start I think mm, because mm. I don't I don't I wouldn't expect fireworks to start off with. Yeah, it's going to be interesting if it happens. Yeah, I'd be intriguing to see what happens if that does does come about. No, I think it's also like you want to the likes of Manchester United with Jaden Sancho. Obviously, signing mm. the ex uh, Chelsea fan who turned the who turned into a Manchester City and called Manchester is blue to now being their red devil, which is quite yeah. ironic. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's football, isn't it? There's no loyalties in football these days, Rich. You go wherever yeah, you well, get, you go wherever you, you get paid. You can still get it. You can still get it, but yeah, uh, it's a rarity. It's a job. It's a job. He's getting paid yeah. the most by United. He feels like he's got a chance of winning stuff at United. Fair play to him. He's a quality player. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's the player Man United need. I think they need better central midfielders and better defence centre-backs. Mm. But that's just my but opinion. But again, you know, they're putting themselves in a situation financially. Or do you think that they're putting themselves in a financial position where it's going to be very difficult to move players on in the future? Oh, yeah. If it doesn't work out. Well, they've signed Solskjaer to a new deal, haven't they, for another th- three years? 2024, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, so I still don't think United... It's going to be interesting how they integrate. Where's Sancho going to play? Is he going to play up front, a front three? Is he going to play in midfield? They've got a lot of things to work out when they've got so many similar players to him. They've got like Rashford, they've got Martial, that James, is it? The Welsh lad. Mm. No, I think he's one of the players that probably won't get mm, a look in. Nothing. Probably they're not. looking to move him on. And then you got Bruno Fernandes, the Cavani still there, isn't he? I think. Mm, yeah, they signed an ex- extension. Yeah. I think it was. To me, United need central midfielders. They could lose Pogba. Looking more and more well, lately, they could trying lose. To, they're trying to lose him. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> That's the word is. But uh, the I think. But uh, back to the question anyway. The, mm. 
do you think it's going to be difficult for Manchester United to sell players in the in a few years' time if, and that's a big if, if mm. it doesn't work out as what they would hope? Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Depends on who they are, doesn't it? Mm. Somebody like Rashford, if he if he wanted if he wanted to leave and they wanted to sell him, I think there'd be people who'd be up for getting him, signing him. But when you look at the wages he's on, mm. Rashford recently signed a new contract. I think it was over three hundred thousand pounds a week, wasn't right. it? Okay, I didn't know that. So you know, you look at his contract situation. These players are not earning well. <laughs> Cheap wages, mm. but you know they're not earning, not any lower wages than some other Premier League teams are. They're drastically, uh, drastically higher than mm. what some other Premier League teams are. Even some would say Manchester City, mm. uh, the champions. Well, I think United so, have to offer them kind of wages to keep players at the club because they've not won a trophy, have they, for a good few years? But do you think it could actually backfire? Could do. All depends on. How they start the season and how they get on, doesn't it? Mm. If they're flying and they and they've got they're in the Champions League every like and they're still in the Champions League, they've got they'll be all right. It's one of those. It's like they've been out of the Champions League and in the Europa League for a few years, haven't they? And it didn't seem to affect them that much. So mm. who knows? Who knows? I'm no clue. It all depends, doesn't it? I still don't think they're strong enough to win the league. Even if they sign Varane from Madrid, I still don't think they're they're going to be good enough to win it. That's just my opinion. They'll be stronger. Don't get me wrong, but I think there's that still that weak underbelly in defence midfield for me. That'll that'll be their undoing. Attack they'll probably be really really good, but defensively I still think they're a bit dodgy, in my opinion. So. Obviously, that was the football. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not really else much to report about that side of it. Obviously, Chelsea haven't really made any inroads because uh, nothing's came out as as, as of yet. Um, they're probably one of the title challenges, I would say, for next year. Yeah, season. definitely. They're pushing for Haaland, aren't they? He's the one they want. They're pushing mm-hmm. for him desperately, from what I know. I don't know if they've signed anybody else. Have they signed anybody else, Chelsea? No, I think there's just sole players. Well, they spent loads of money last year, didn't they? Buying mm. Werner and Havertz and guys like that. And Well, there was a big rumour about them trying to possibly sell Werner mm. to uh, bring in Holland. So you never know what could actually happen uh, with regards to that. Possibly is the one to make way, uh, which wouldn't be a bad thing if Chelsea were looking to accrue some money. Could uh, we, would we have a sneaky cheeky bid for him if that happened? Nah, I don't think. I think I that's. Think he, I think he's a good player. But I think I that think ship he's... sailed. He can't yeah, finish I his dinner. I don't think you can afford to bring him in uh, for the wages that he wants no. because. Yeah, I think then you need a forward like a Holland that's going to score you, mm. guarantee you lots of goals. Uh, is there any uh, things that you would like to talk about that have uh, caught your eye the last uh, weeks so? or? Um, well, obviously you've got the Lions had the game today and they're playing in South Africa, the tour of South Africa. And they got a win today in the first test, 22-17. So that was a good start for the Lions. It's been a bit controversial tour with all the COVID stuff going on and people saying they shouldn't have gone. And uh, 
shouldn't have toured South Africa when there's no fans in the stadiums for all the games. It's been a bit of a a damp squibber so far, but they managed to get the victory today, so that's a good a good start for the tests. And they've got two more tests coming. Um, obviously the Formula One, there's a bit of controversy at the British Grand Prix last week when uh, Hamilton and Verstappen came to contact and Verstappen got forced off the, out of the race. So it was all a big controversy with that. The Red Bull team weren't too pleased with it and uh, obviously Hamilton went on to win and reduced the arrears in the uh, championship. And uh, obviously the Olympics started today properly in Japan, didn't it, in Tokyo? Don't know if you've caught any of the Olympics at the moment. No, difficult. Obviously, being at the times they're on, I've not seen any of it. So, uh, sports-wise, I've been uh, taking a little uh, break in terms of that because uh, getting the summertime in and uh, just recharging before the new seasons begin. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, the NHL, the Stanley Cup, Tampa Bay won the Stanley Cup again. They defeated uh, Montreal, I think, is it four games to one in the series. They won it quite straightforward in the end. So, yeah, two Stanley Cups in the, the past two seasons. Um, obviously, you've got the NFL coming up back in September. So, that's all starting to ramp up again now. Pre-season will be starting next month. Um, baseball still ongoing currently. So, I'm keeping an eye on the baseball as best I can. Um, obviously, we had the All-Star break recently and the second half of the season started up so that's starting to get interesting as we move forward to the playoffs in October so it's another couple of months of baseball yet yeah. so that's ticking over Cleveland Cleveland Indians changed the name to the Cleveland Guardians last week so that was another interesting one Um. so yeah pretty much stuff like that MMA is still going on we've got a UFC card tonight and obviously, Conor McGregor, done if you heard a couple of weeks ago when he fought Poirier and uh, ended up losing and he broke his leg. I don't know if you saw or caught that. Any of that? No, not really. Not really been involved, but he got beat. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was still mild enough to his opponent, sat on his bum in the uh, octagon with his leg broke, which was, which was quite amazing. <laughs> Pretty tough. That's pretty tough. That look. I know. <laughs> like, like, I think I'd be more bothered about the broken leg. No, no. But it basically what it means is it sets up a fourth fight because of the way it ended. So you're gonna have another McGregor Poirier fight coming up. I think in America, the buy rate was like one point nine million buys. I think that was worldwide actually. Um. So that's still a pretty good number for, for the, uh, for the UFC. So. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm still watching my pro wrestling, keeping an eye on that. There's a lot of rumours about big names coming back in the uh, going to AEW. The big rumours of CM Punk and Daniel Bryan going to AEW and John Cena came back this week to the WWE. So, And obviously they're all in front of fans again now, so it's all uh, quite interesting stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. Good stuff. So yeah, there's been a few bits going on. I'll keep an eye on the Olympics, see how that's going, and yeah, that's it really. Just ramping up for the new season coming. There's a lot yeah, of seasons nice have wound up. down now, so yeah, it's been pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's good. Um, 
thanks to everybody that listens to us. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Be really great if you could like us on the podcast platforms. Yeah. Uh, share it to other people that are like-minded uh, or like this kind of stuff. Give us reviews. That really helps. The more people you can get us out to, uh, the more people we get listening to it, which would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, again, like we said, we did this because we really enjoyed doing talking about sports, uh, especially Liverpool, obviously. Um, we're on all uh, podcast platforms, Spotify, app, iTunes, you name it. We're all there. We're on Instagram, the Three Northern Boys uh, podcast. I think that's what we're called, isn't it, Rob, on yeah, Instagram? Yeah, Three Northern Boys podcast, that's right, yeah. yeah. We have got an email address. <laughs> we have we to have... get that right because, yeah. you know, it's important. We have got an email address, but I can't remember it offhand. Anthony knows better than that. <laughs> yeah, we need um, to be a bit more professional yeah, with that yeah. kind of thing. And obviously we're uh, looking for so we're there, extra we're voices Facebook. extra voices uh, to come in. And if anybody wants to come on, just give us a shout, a direct message on Spotify, on Instagram. And we're more than willing to have extra contributors going forward and different voices for different shows. Yeah, we'd like, we'd like to get... Um, possibly one joke before the season starts where we can get a few different fans on at the same time and mm-hmm. uh, have a talk about their opinions and what the season's going to be like for their teams coming up. Yep. So uh, we'll be looking into something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, that's about it, I think. Yeah, so I think... Again, we'll call it a night. Yeah. And uh, that was episode one of Three Northern Boys podcast of season two. Yep. So I hope you like it. Bye. Bye.